Lindsay from Busy Living Soba. How is everybody? I have to say hi to our friend, our Kiwi, our Kiwi friend, Patrick, down in New Zealand. Hope you're doing well, Patrick. Keep up the good work. He's trying something new and he's finding enjoyment in it, so I'm very happy for him. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And by the way, if you're listening and you like what we have to say, please start following us and maybe you can share this on your Facebook or share it with other friends. Cause we'd love and we'd love to hear your feedback too. If you want to email us at busy b i z z y at busylivingsober.com. That'd be awesome. Today we have my friend Louise. Say hi. Hi. Louise is in she's in short term recovery so far. You have how many days today? I have 53. 53 days. That's pretty awesome. But this isn't your first go-around, is it? It is not. It would be my third. Your third. Your third. So tell us what it was like. Well, um, I don't exactly have the timeline. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm completely accurate, but I started, I had an intervention, I would say, four years ago. Um, and the result of that was, um, not what everybody had hoped for. They wanted me to go into inpatient, but I ended up going to outpatient, which was not very successful. I completed it, but I didn't, um, I, I, a couple months after, um, I finished the outpatient, I, I relapsed or started drinking again. Um, and then about, a year and a half later, I went into inpatient for 30 days, and it was, in, I'd say, three, four months after I left the inpatient, I um, began drinking again. And it was from there on, it was just, you know, if, if I got three months, I was really lucky, but I would say more like two two months, one month, and then I would go back out. So it was a struggle. It was a struggle for about two years after, two and a half years after I went to the inpatient. Um, and then I went back into inpatient on December 28th, 28th or 27th. Um, and then I got out on the 25th of January. So now I have 53 days. Now you have 53 days. Mm-hmm. Do you feel different? I do. I feel I feel different in the respect that I, well, I feel a lot more freedom than I felt. Um, and I don't compare anything to how I felt coming out of outpatient because that was just not, that was a, not a great experience for me <laughs> to say the least. But um, if I can compare it to the first time or the, the first time going into inpatient, when I got out, um, what I realize now is that I, I, I went in just to, um, for lack of a better word or phrase, to shut people up. I, I mean, I think I, um, I didn't do it for myself. I did it for my family, my friends, everybody that wanted, desperately wanted me to go into a rehab, an inpatient rehab. And so I did it um, for them. And I really didn't do it for myself. I can remember just even being at rehab, um, talking about my family and people drinking a lot. And why is it me that's under the microscope? Why is it me that, you know, everybody talks about and and nobody 
you know, looked at themselves or, you know, my friends that drank a lot. And so I, I just didn't, I didn't focus on what was important. And that was, you know, figuring out why, or just figuring out how to get sober myself and not worry about anybody else. And, and so this time around, I went in for myself, um, and, and what a huge difference that makes. A lot of people said prior to me going in, you know, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your children. And, uh, you know, even that didn't work for me. And it and it's almost difficult to say that or admit that, uh, be, you know, it has nothing to do with my undying love for them. But it just you can't do it for anybody else. You can't you can't do it even for your children or I couldn't. Um, I did it for myself. So that that was a huge difference. And I think that's what's going to um, keep me sober. Do you think you have the disease? Like the as they describe, do you think that you have a disease? Do you know that do you feel like you have like you process alcohol differently than other people? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm a blackout drinker and I, I absolutely think I process it differently you know, what got in the way of me understanding and accepting that was just being angry that I couldn't drink like my friends that could drink and drink responsibly. So that really got in the way of me really being able to take a good look at what drinking did for me. I mean, there, there's, uh, there aren't many good stories. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, um, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes. I had a lot of poor judgment. Um, I embarrassed myself. I, um, embarrassed other people. I was, I was ashamed of, of how I acted. I forgot. Um, I forgot many, many occasions, um, you know, and especially being a blackout drinker. I mean, you know, there's nothing worse than waking up in the morning and, you know, whether it was a dinner party that you had and you don't remember where you sat at the table or, you know, how you got home or, you know, it just the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, it's just, it's a horrible place to be. Um, and so, you know, not for a second would I ever say that it's that I don't have a disease now. I mean, you know, I might have I might have tried to sugarcoat it earlier on or years ago, but there's there's no question I cannot drink again. Um. Yeah, I feel the same way. I had to wake up the same. I was a blackout drinker too, so I'd wake up in the morning and go, "Oh my God, where's my car? What happened to it?" And I can totally relate to that feeling and that shame. That's why I coined that phrase, you know, "sober, not ashamed," because it literally is about you know what I have a disease. Right. So if we had a disease and we were allergic to something or we had, you know, cancer, somebody would come over to the house and bring us a casserole. But unfortunately, with this disease, nobody's doing that. And that's what I'm, my mission is, is just to change the stigma that's associated with addiction, because it's time to get busy living sober and not worry about the fact that we have this diagnosis. If we have this diagnosis, but we can live one day at a time sober, we can have a life that's going to be like beyond because you have so many talents, don't you? Yeah, I, I mean, and I gave up a lot of them. I mean, art um, for me has always been um, a talent of mine and, and something that I loved. It was, um, you know, it gave me 
um, a lot of peace and I, I, I was very relaxed when I would do my artwork and um, I felt very proud of it and um, I just I just stopped um, it was just kind of <laughs> you know I mean just when I when I had the pockets of sobriety after I left rehab I I was on my game I felt that you know I could have done anything and the artwork that I produced was was great I, I felt like a million bucks and I, people you know asked me to do you know stuff for them and then slowly but surely and when I started drinking I became you know I, I just I, I couldn't do it um, I had all good intentions and I just it was just a slow descent and uh, so I look forward to getting back into that um, because I, 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 I lost it I, I didn't do anything that I that I enjoyed it stole um, everything from you didn't it it did and and you know, just thinking that I was a drinker that, well, after, even after the outpatient, I mean, I was never, it, it never, I never returned back to, I can drink responsibly, you know, and except for in my own mind and in my own laundry room, could I, you know, would I ever think that? But I, you know, as far as my family and my friends, I, I, I just became a closet drinker. And so, you know, it was in my laundry room, it was in my bedroom, it was in my car, it, you know, I just, so I wasn't having fun, I wasn't out socializing, I wasn't with girlfriends, you know, uh, out on a Saturday night having fun, I was by myself, I was isolating, I, you know, I, I spent so much time um, drinking by myself, I spent so much time trying to to dispose of the alcohol the next day. I, 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 it was so consuming to me um, when I think about it, and I think about it a lot, and especially now because I, I, I don't spend that time. I, I actually have a lunch hour at, at work that I, I can actually go out and shop and run errands. I'm not going to the <laughs> local park to try to find, you know, receptacle to put my wine bottles in. Um, so, you know, and I'm, I'm actually driving to work, listening to music or talk shows and, and I'm not thinking how, or I'm not telling myself and promising myself, um, that I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm not going to drink tonight. And I will drive an hour saying that to myself over and over like a loop. And, you know, sure enough, three, four o'clock in the afternoon, that feeling just goes away, and then I, I drink again, yeah. or I drank. Um, so it was a lot of time, a lot of time invested in drinking and cleaning it up and thinking about what what I did, what I said, what I, you know, just it was a lot, and um, it's nice to get that time back. It's nice to get that that freedom, you know, the ball and chain off, you know, from just really spending your entire day either thinking about it or drinking or, you know, it's just, it's too much. It's a horrible disease, isn't it? It is a horrible disease. You know, it's horrible for, 
you know, it's, it's, it's certainly unproductive. I mean, unpredictable, unproductive, you know, it's, it's so, it's so predictably, is that the word unpredictable? Um, that, you know, every day was just, it's like Groundhog's Day. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just the same thing over and over again, the same promises, the same broken promises, this, you know, this feeling, you know, awful in the morning, you know, just avoiding conversations, you know, because you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to face it. You don't want to talk to people that you may have said something to the night before. It's just, you know, and especially with children and young children, um, you know, it's, it's, it's shameful. It's, 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 you know, I just wanted to get off, you know, I mean, I just, I, I just, and I couldn't, I mean, it was just, I was, I was, um, I was suffering and, um, so I feel the freedom now that I, I can, you know, I wake up, I feel good. I have a routine. I, you know, I, I feel healthy. I have, you know, I'm starting and it's, it's going to be a process, but, you know, even my children in such a short period of time, and we're only talking, you know, January 25th coming home, you know, the, the, the trust I can see more in their eyes and, and, the faith that they, you know, have a mother that, you know, they can trust and they don't have to worry about. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a process for them and I have to be patient and I'm willing to be patient because they deserve that. And, you know, it's a process for all of us, you know, for my family, for my friends, for my children. Um, and, you know, I don't look at it as though I made my bed, um, you know, and these are the consequences. And I look at it because of the disease, I try not to be so hard on myself in terms of, you know, well, this is what you deserve and the, the, the lack of trust or people, you know, a little more scrutiny and, and, and feelings like that, that I know that people are, you know, there's, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, like I tripped, you know, and I know that my daughter, you know, the, her first reaction was, you know, you know, had you been drinking and the way she looked at me, I thought, you know, but I have to accept that. And, you know, eventually, you know, time heals and, and time will also give her confidence that, that I am going in the right direction and I am sober and she can trust me. And, um, and, and that's ultimately what I want, but it will be time. And I have to understand that and accept it. Yeah. Well, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. I'm really excited for you. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your family. I'm excited for you to be, get busy living and, you know, and don't let that disease kill you anymore because it wants to kill you. And all we can do it is one day at a time, right? Mm-hmm. One day at a time. I loved everything you said. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Will you come back when you have 90 days? I will absolutely come back. Okay. Thank you. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And again, um, Louise, thank you. Thank you. And um, if you guys like us, share us on Busy Living Sober uh, or share us on your Facebook page or whatever. And um, I'm really grateful that Louise is here because she's an amazing person with so many gifts. And um, I missed her when she was out again. And to have her back is just such a joy. And I selfishly feel very happy that my friend's back because she's really amazing. 
So with that, keep getting busy living sober. We'll touch base with you all next week. If you have any ideas or any topics you'd like us to talk about, please again reach out at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.